around the median. Politics. PageDesigner.com. That's P-A-G-E-D-E-Z-I-G-N-E-R.com. If you think getting a quality website is an expensive proposition, I can dispel your fear. Since 1995, Page Designer has been designing and developing websites, registering domain names, and hosting and maintaining websites and email. With more than 60 clients in Indiana and Connecticut, it continues to be a practical and affordable solution for small to medium businesses and organizations. Page Designer's designs are unique for each client, tailored to fit your communication goals, brand guidelines, and target audience. Page Designer will create a new site or modify an existing site. Let Page Designer help you put your best foot forward. PageDesigner.com. Building a nation. One website at a time. Have you guys seen any Trump or Clinton ads on TV here in Indiana? Any at all? No, the only ads I've seen are social media ads. Right, right. Yeah, that, that nothing on TV gets. though. No. Why? You guys know why? Like, is, I, I know why. Is it because we're already set, right? We're already going Trump. We're right. red, red state. We're not a swing state, obviously. Yeah, we're. They're red. not going to waste their money on us when we obviously we're so far. What are we like? Eighty some percent Trump. At least, if not more. I haven't looked. I'll pull it up right now. But doesn't that doesn't that just kind of make you feel shitty? I, I mean, yeah. Well, not yeah, that we as, like either of them. Yeah, and as somebody that is completely liberal, yes, of course, living here makes me feel shitty. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah, that they that they don't even bother. Right? Is that what you're saying? They're, yeah, they are yeah, we're disregarded. Even you feel dismissed. Barack Obama, at least, has come to Elkhart a couple times. You know, during his presidency. Right. He didn't have to, but, he, you know, there's the RV industry that's a big deal Mm -hmm. there. And so he's come to talk about jobs for that and stuff. Right. Does Indiana even matter? No. I was going to say, how many electoral votes do we... uh, Well, we have have 11. We have 11. The problem is that we're so red that it almost doesn't make a difference. Well, we voted blue for Obama, didn't we? In 08. But not in 12. Not in 12. Romney got our vote in 12? Yes. Yes, he did. So, but th- that was That's the first time in like 40 years back in 08 that we voted blue. And we were a swing state that year and they knew it. So they campaigned here. You know, I think that was the first time Obama came here was in 08. Or the first time a president probably has come here or a presidential candidate, rather. I just feel like it's, I feel that it's shitty that they don't even make an attempt. Like, right. play one ad for all I care. Like they make zero attempt to understand their constituency in Indiana. They just right. don't. They don't even care. They know they got the vote. It so could why be, even worry about us? It could be too that Pence is the governor and vice president running mate for Trump. So that's so be they a just lock. assume that's Pence's. Yeah. What's but Pence's pe- popularity? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think even a lot of Republicans... I don't know of anybody that likes him. I even asked the girls at the license branch one time. I won't name which one, 
but there was a picture of Pence hanging on the wall in at the license branch like they do. And I said, how do you girls sit here and look at that shit all day? And they were like, if there weren't cameras, we'd be throwing darts. <laughs> That's funny. No, he, yeah, he's unpopular here. I don't know. I feel like... I feel like Hillary could gain some ground here. I mean, do we hate Hillary in Indiana that much? And when I say we, speaking in very general terms right. as us as a Republican-dominated state, do we hate Hillary that much that she has zero chance of swaying us? There's, I believe there's different levels of hate for Hillary. I think there's people that um, just don't trust her, don't know much about her. They just don't like her which you know that's fine whatever and then you have uh the level that i'm sort of on and where i've researched done a lot of research on clintons and stuff and she to me she's just she's another part of the establishment she's no different to me than than bush nixon any of them they're so far they've there's a whole group of the she's republican to me as far right, as i'm concerned right. she talks democratic but she's she's bought so that's why I don't like her. Well, I was, uh, I'm looking at Pence's approval rating in Indiana. This is according to a May poll, so it might be a little out of date, but it's the most recent one I could find is he's at 40% approval and only 60%. Oh, wait. Oh, it says even among Republicans, only six in 10 supported his reelection, which nice. is not happening since he's the VP candidate now, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, only six and sixty percent of Republicans and forty percent of the country, or forty percent of the entire state, like him. Does that it, seems to me like prime ground for someone like Hillary to come in and use that to her benefit. Right. I bet that stat number changes highly when you split it up between genders. Women hate. Oh, Pence. I know. Women. I know. Ha he hates women, so right. women hate him. Right. Well, I know that teachers hate him. Because we voted last election cycle, we voted in Glenda Ritz, a Democrat, as the superintendent of Indiana schools. And he passed certain laws, and I don't know all the specifics, that basically limited her power so much that it, she's kind of useless right now. Nice. And it's kind of crappy. So te teachers hate him. Women hate him. And that's probably where the 60% is. Yeah. I just think they, I think Trump and Clinton both could. Show us some love. Right, right. Know. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. At least spew some bullshit our way. If they try a little harder, their numbers might change. But Man, yeah, they're the too worried they about don't. going back and forth with each other here anymore. Right now, we're making fun of, uh, you see Trump making fun of Clinton in her fall, like where he made a little stumble off stage. Right, right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Clinton's, it's a big deal. Clinton's saying that he paid zero federal income tax for the last 18 years because in 1995 he netted a 918 million dollar loss so now i guess there's a law for rich people that if you have that kind of loss business wise that you can make up for it by not paying income tax that for up bullshit. to 18 it, years i believe they right. said and it's Right, and that math is based on an estimated $50 million a year salary for the, not salary, but $50 million a year income for the next 18 years. And, and also Trump saying that uh, he, he's not, he's smart. He's not screwing anybody right. over. He he's said just that, smart. He said that in the debate. He's using the system. Right. Yeah, and but, he's using the system. Yeah, which then, so and, we're which not. Which means though. he's using us. I did us. see that Clinton ad. If, I if seen anybody, that Clinton ad where, where yeah. she used that and said that. Uh, right. 
he's just basically calling us that we're not smart, us down here at the bottom, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, we he, don't have those same But didn't he say he loves the uneducated? Well, that's because we're making money. It's because we're, stu- <laughs> it's we're stupid. Because <laughs> we got to take his jobs. Yeah, so that $918 million loss offset a potential of $50 million in earnings each year for the next 18 years. That's why he wouldn't have to pay taxes on it. But yeah, I, I, basically we are subsidizing. The idea is that we're subsidizing the taxes he didn't pay. We yes. are paying right. taxes so that he doesn't have to. Same with a lot of people's bitch with Walmart. That's basically the same thing, is that they're... They're a giant welfare recipient, basically, because they pay their employees so little that their employees then have to get on government assistance. And where do they spend that government assistance? Yeah, so it's interesting, right, how uh, they get us in the in a loop like that. Right, right. And you we're, can't get out. We're paying for everybody's everything. The only way you can really get out of that is just quit shopping Walmart. Yeah. Quit doing shit like that. Start right. shopping your local <laughs> businesses. Anyway, I guess I'd like to talk to uh, people out there, our listeners, about a r- real problem I'm having right now. <laughs> I uh, got this 2002 Jeep Liberty. And, uh, <laughs> I've, I've replaced the fuel pump, okay? <laughs> the fuel filter. And when I go to turn this thing over, okay, and this is, this is for, this is my stepdaughter, okay? And right now she's... Uh, Driving one of our cars, but I really want to get this fixed. Anyway, you go to turn it over, and it won't start. It'll do the chugga 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 just fine, you know. Uh, it's not a battery issue. Well, anyway, but the fuel gauge will read empty all the time, okay? And then every now and then, I'm talking once in a blue fucking moon here, you can turn it over, and it'll run for about, oh, I don't know, around the block once, and then it'll do the same thing. But anyway, I've got a new fuel pump in it, new fuel filter, Wonder if there's any electrical components I could change, or if anybody has any advice for me, throw it on our comments. <laughs> hey, anyway, this is something I'm struggling with, and maybe some of you others have. <laughs> I could use, I could really use the help, and I don't want to go to the garage. You know how that shit is; it's expensive. I don't want to do it. I can fix it myself if I just knew what was wrong. But anyway, um, under comments, um, Dante. You know, begging for help. I, I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> what it is. Send us a message on Facebook. Leave a comment just, anywhere. Just we'll find it. do something. <laughs> help us out. Help. Okay? You have done nothing to help me so far. <laughs> and now I need some help. Thank you very much. And I, I appreciate you listening. And I know there's only like 20 of you or some shit like that, but one of you knows a guy. I know that. <laughs> more than 20. Anyway, thanks. Oh Back God. to the poly- I didn't mean to get... M- we just got a little off track, not much. It'll jump right back into the Trump, Clinton, and all that good stuff. All right, bye. I, I think this, uh, this to go back to Trump, Clinton, that was interesting. That was funny. <laughs> he did his own little service announcement there. But, um, no, I think not this whole election has been just a circus, right? My whole lifetime, even when we voted a black man, the first black man in the White House twice, it wasn't this chaotic. There wasn't this much resistance even then. (laughs) But now you've got Trump up there who's not part of the game, 
who's not a politician and he doesn't quite have the same self-control because I honestly believe that there is, they have like an unwritten contract when they get in debates and when they start going against each other, that there's certain places they don't go, right? There's certain uh, family issues they leave off the table, certain secret lives that they don't talk about behind the curtain, right? I think Trump might be starting to talk about that shit. <laughs> and, and to me, that's awesome. But um, the debate, he said something about uh, Hillary. I don't know who you were talking to earlier, but you were out of control. You were screaming. <laughs> and I saw that and I saw a real moment in Trump for a second that he was uh, he was he was telling secrets. And because I've read about that before, how Hillary talks to her secret service and her aides and like they have quotes out there. Look it up. It is interesting. The some of the shit she's she shitty comes to up. him. Yeah, she's, she's terrible. Shitty to him. She's a terrible person. There, there's all kinds of funny secret service stuff, at least about right. past presidents like Lyndon Johnson once peed on his secret serviceman's leg. <laughs> <laughs> he, he needed somewhere to piss. Right. <laughs> And he wanted to be hidden, so he called a secret serviceman over, and he peed on his leg for fun. And the secret serviceman told him, that's pretty disgusting. And Johnson said something like, that's the point. <laughs> Johnson, he, Johnson seems like the kind of guy that would just whip it out. He, looked, like, you know, he, looks like a, he always man, looked like a dirty old man. Yeah. Right, dirty right, yeah, old yeah. man. Southern, hmm. dirty, nasty. Yeah. Yeah, he did. No, I, I, I've heard the same rumors you have about Hillary just being a bitch to her. Right. You know? And we all know that they have personalities. I mean, look at even Bill O'Reilly, that clip that came out. We'll fucking do it live. We'll fucking do it live. You know? That's <laughs> they're, great. They're stressful jobs. I mean, you know, Bill O'Reilly. That's my hero. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we had, So we had the debates. and He's wrote killing all kinds of people. Killing Jesus, killing Reagan. Yeah, that's his thing. Alzheimer's killed Reagan. But uh, (laughs) what's the secret? Uh, He wrote killing Jesus, killing Kennedy, killing Lincoln, killing Reagan. And he's got a new one coming out. I don't know. Killing liberals. I don't know what it's called. Killing what are what are they? What do you mean? What is the book about? Oh, they're he tells, about they're like history books. Yeah, they're they're supposed to be history books. Oh. And he tells yeah he tells a story more in more detail than we're used to hearing about all the behind the scenes stuff behind the killings of all these people. Oh, I've done some research. I, on I read the Kennedy Ki- thing. I actually. read Killing Jesus. It was given to me by a, a friend at work by a coworker who asked me to read it, and I read it. I didn't like it. No. No, it wasn't that interesting because if you don't if you don't believe in Jesus, it's right. hard to take it seriously. Right, right, right. If if it is true, if the book assuming the book is true, then it's pretty I don't know. It's I don't even know how to describe it. You can take it serious. I, I don't know. It's a pretty shitty way this dude went down. If Jesus is real, if Je- if the story really happened right, the way right. the book says, it was really shitty the way it went down. He got hosed big Probably time, did, right? You know? I they don't should know. turn it into like a like you know like a script for porn, killing, you know, <laughs> killing your mama's butthole, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, killing your mama's butthole part two, <laughs> and to wrap up the trilogy. <laughs> Part three. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> or Jesus is coming. Why can't I? Right. <laughs> oh, oh. Sacrilege. <laughs> so we watched the debates, and something we talked about last week was that Jill Stein and 
Gary Johnson weren't going to be a part of them, and they weren't obviously. Right. But right. Gary, that didn't. And that stop. dude couldn't even name one fucking leader worldwide. Okay, you supported a, this dude. That's exactly what I want to talk about. Okay. Good. What you what you saw? <laughs> we need an explanation for this motherfucker. What, what you now. saw was a 15 second clip. Okay. That totally changes the context of the way the question was asked. The way the question was asked was, name a foreign leader you look up to, a foreign leader you admire. That was the question that was asked. Why did he say he's having an Aleppo moment? Because he said, that was after he said, oh, the former president of Mexico. And he couldn't remember his name. Why did he try and tongue that reporter the week before? What do you mean? He has tongue out, remember? Oh, yeah, that was weird. Oh, yeah, that was Hold weird. on. I, wanted, I was just trying to listen. <laughs> we'll get to that. I forgot about that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Was that an so invite? Let me, was let it me, an invite? All right, we'll get to it. I'm let sorry. Let me defend Gary Johnson. Okay. The Apologetics. Reporter, the, reporter, <laughs> yeah. the reporter asked him, name a foreign leader you respect. Being a libertarian, which Gary Johnson is barely, but he is, being a libertarian, there's not a f- lot of foreign leaders they respect. That's why it was hard for him to come up with a name. So he said, the former president of Mexico. Granted, he should have known that dude's name. I'll get, I'll admit yeah. that because I knew it right away, Vincente Fox. I thought I it was it right the away. other former president he was admiring, not Vincente. No, it was Fox. It was Vincente well, it, he Fox. He couldn't remember that dude. Why do you admire him? Because the reason he admired him is because Vincente Fox was the first president to break the one-party system in Mexico. Okay. So it makes sense that a guy trying to bust the two-party system in America likes a guy who busted the one-party system. Anyway. He only took half the cash of the other presidents. (laughs) Right, right. Oh, yeah, real... I think no. I'd, I'd be pissed if I was. I'd be like, "Why are you asking me that shit? That's a loaded fucking question." Well, yeah. Well, that, the you. whole situation was taken out of context. It was taken out of context. It's not that he couldn't name a foreign leader like Politico or MSNBC or the Huffington Post oh, or Fox man. News. Literally all of them, because he's not a Republican or Democrat, so they don't. None of them lean his way. It's not like they were saying he couldn't name one he respected, right? Which. I understood if, that. I don't Which know. He don't looked lost. Him. He looked fucking. He was lost. lost. Watch the whole clip. He was lost on the name of the former president of Mexico. He wasn't lost on the question. The question on the question. Lost. Correct. He was lost. But here's what I'm concerned <laughs> with. Afterward, he, he said he's having a lump, Aleppo moment, and he said he's having a brain freeze. That is where my problem lies. I'm more concerned that he called that forgetful moment a brain freeze. But no. Yeah, exactly. What'd you no. just eat? Some ice no. cream, motherfucker? Right. That's not what a brain freeze is. <laughs> I don't I don't think he had a brain I could, fart. I drank yes. my shake too fast. Yes, I cannot tolerate I cannot tolerate a president who doesn't know the difference between a brain freeze and a brain fart. Can't that is president. my problem. If he hasn't learned to suck that okay. shit down without getting a brain freeze at this age, I don't know if I can trust him with national security. <laughs> <laughs> now let's now let's talk about what you what want if he to gets talk one about. Those brain freezes well, when it's time to press the button. Fun. We want to make fun of Gary Johnson for trying to lick that reporter's face. Oh, my God. That was so weird. It was weird. I was waiting for her to lean in a little. (laughs) Her her reaction was priceless, too. She was totally caught off guard. All he had to do was say, all I need to do is get up there and I can act goofy. But the mere fact that they have another choice will lead people in my direction. Right. Because of what? Because of how... Stupid and shitty, some of the stuff Clinton and Trump say. 
That's the point he was making. Right. He didn't have to do that. But he said it with his, with tongue, his tongue hanging out. out. But he did do that. And it was weird looking. It wasn't. It was. It, it was he didn't just stick his tongue out. Right. I mean, he was weird looking yes. when he did it. Well, Gary Johnson's a goofball. <laughs> he is. He's, not, he's a goofball. And he, for know. when we're having this argument right now about which president, like one of Trump's biggest knocks is that he's not presidential. You can't go on TV and go na 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 and act like people are going to like that <laughs> and they elect don't. you. <laughs> I think his point was valid that right, right. he could just he can get up there butt naked and do whatever he do tap dance if he wanted to and people would still lean towards him because oh look there's someone else besides these two other assholes. That's right. it. That's all he's got going for him. There's somebody else. I think. I think if you actually break down some of his policies, and if people actually looked at him, conservatives especially, mm. and some liberals, okay, but conservatives especially, if they looked at the Libertarian Party platform, they would probably agree. I just don't think they're willing to do it. Like I said before, conservatives are less willing to change than anybody else I've ever met. Gary Johnson's in it for. A- Fucking book deal. That's what I think. You don't think Gary Johnson? You know, ride this wave. Or I see whatever. Gary Johnson is almost approaching like a George W. sort of intelligence. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go that far. Maybe his in his speech, like he he's not a great public speaker. He's not, which is why I don't think he'd have been think great Joel in the Stein debates. Is either actually? No, I, I don't think Gary Johnson would have been good in the debates for that reason. Right. I do think he would have gained ground simply because people, more people would know and see that there's a third choice, and the policies he could get across in his speech would be the, they would be taken well. But I think the money was to be made with Bill Weld, who is even less libertarian and more Republican. I don't even know if he's more Republican. He's goofy. But Bill Weld is more of a politician than Gary Johnson is. If Gary Bill Weld had been in the vice presidential debate, which is coming up this week, I believe, that's where the libertarians could have gained some ground because he is very thoughtful and very intelligent with the way he describes what he believes. Not all the time. No politician is all the time. Right. But when he has time to prepare for something... He gets his point across very well. He's articulate. He's smart. He knows what he's talking about. And he's been involved in lots of things, from foreign affairs to local domestic affairs. He was the two-term governor of Massachusetts. He knows what he's talking about. Not that Gary Johnson doesn't. Gary Johnson just doesn't articulate it very well. Right. You expect Mike Pence to wipe the floor up in the vice presidential debates no, with Tim, Tim Kaine? Kane? Will, Tim Kaine will, will tear him apart. Because the thing about Tim Kaine has going for him is he is a moderate Democrat. He's very centrist. He's a very centrist Democrat. And I think people are going to relate to that more if Mike Pence gets up there. Mike Pence has no personality either. No. Mike Pence is huge. None. And most Republicans don't have any personality except Donald Trump. That so, dude's not Republican, though. Trump? Yeah. No, no. He's a, he's a, he's a liberal. He's a rhino, totally. Yeah. Um, Just remember, go out, vote Trump 2016. <laughs> Just do it. Fuck it. Let's get him in. Let's I see did. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this party started. <laughs> well, I think that's about good for the debate talk. I do want to talk about the tax situation sometime, another time. Let's go ahead. I have a couple questions, or one question, I guess, I want to pose. 
And that is about the $15 an hour minimum wage. This isn't an argument for or against it. It could be if you guys want to make it that. I'm cool with that. But I want to know, the Huffington Post and MSNBC, two major liberal media powers, they've come out, for the most part, most of their commentators have come out in support of a $15 minimum wage. I want to know if anybody on any of those staffs Anybody, literally from the janitor on up, the mailman or whatever, not the mailroom mail, mail clerk or whatever. I want to know if any of them make less than $15 an hour and why. Because I, if they do, I don't know if they do. Then they're hypocrites, you're saying. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay, then I'm they don't. They don't need a, re- you don't have to have a minimum wage set in order to pay your people more than that. Well, I don't, might as well just start at the bottom, because clearly we're going to be talking about janitor, mailroom people, like you just said. Everybody else is probably going to make more than that. Anyway, right. You know, that's right. moved up. Rachel Maddow well, makes $7 okay, million a year. Do you hold them responsible? Say they, uh, say they go through a temp service. And what if they pay the temp service $15 an hour, and then the temp service pays them whatever they want? Is that holding the Huffington Post accountable? That's a good question. Well, if you because were, I'm sure a lot of that stuff is take. You know, they just rent out fucking buildings and shit like well, that to you do all feel, their business. So they probably have a service. You're or right. They go through. You're right. But if you feel so morally obligated to right. have employees be paid fifteen dollars mm-hmm. an hour, mm-hmm. why would you go through the temp service? The, right. Yep. Like, good point. You, when you have the capability, when you're a huge conglomerate like M- like NBC, I don't know who owns them anymore. It's not GE. Yeah, right. I, Somebody else owns them. But when you're a huge conglomerate, you have the means and you have the ability to I don't change. Know. Maybe there's right. certain contracts you signed, lease agreements to go through. I don't know, man, why you would or okay, if wouldn't. They, I'm just saying it would be a very acceptable way of hiring people. I would. Know. I would say that if they let's say they rent a building, okay, but a part of their contract is that they don't have to do any maintenance or upkeep or cleaning. It's an outside janitorial right. service. Mm-hmm. It's out. I wouldn't hold them responsible for that necessarily. But anybody who gets a direct paycheck from NBC signed by MSNBC accounting office or right. whatever, right. if they're not paid fifteen bucks an hour. They're hypocrites. There's, what about, no, there's no other way around it. Temps, okay, everything. To be fair, okay, I'll, I'll throw Bernie under the bus on this one. Because, um, I believe there was a story out. Um, you know, he's pushing for the 15 buck minimum wage, and uh, I read something about he didn't even pay his interns that much. His interns were making like 12 which, you know, you have the argument that he's paying his interns, and a lot of people don't. But here he is, he's pushing for $15 minimum wage, but not paying his own people that. What do you feel? How do you feel about that? Well, that's, that's ridiculous to me. Well, why would you even do that? Here's a guy saying people need a living wage. They need 15 bucks an hour. Right. He wants free school, mm-hmm. free, you know, free school, free health care, but doesn't want to pay his interns. I get it. They're interns. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're getting college credit. I don't know. But he's paying these interns twelve bucks an hour. How can they live on it? Right. What? I, that's that's my question. You say people can't live on minimum wage, which I they can't right now. But you want it at fifteen because people can't live on less than that. But you pay your interns twelve. Right. That is that's the definition of hypocrisy. Right. I agree. I agree. I wasn't happy about it when I heard that story, but I didn't look into it. I didn't know. You know, maybe there are. 
um, other factors playing into it, like their their health benefits and time off, vacation time stuff. Maybe it maybe it adds up. That's that's not pay though. No, it's not. That's not pay. I if, agree. if we raise the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour, we're not saying fifteen fifteen dollars an hour less. You know, health insurance, right? Dental insurance, well, other benefits. Yes. We're saying you pay, pay them your fifteen bills. bucks an hour. All the other benefits are still just that. They're right. benefits. It's not salary. Right. Well, isn't the $15 an hour, isn't there some legitimacy to the argument that we pay everybody this much, all our shit goes up anyway, as far as the price of things? I mean, there's got to be some. Yes, but what people don't understand is that that, in turn, when you're making more money, you spend more money. So it goes right back into whatever business you spend that money on. But I think I know right. what Dante's saying. But if we double the minimum wage, which is essentially what 15 bucks an hour would do, would that double the price of everything? For all of us. I, which means you don't actually make any more money. And the problem is exactly. that is shitty corporate. That's shitty corporate. That's where the, the they're not greed. Gonna... That's where the greed comes in. Right. Because they're, they can't... they're unwilling to cut into their profit margins right. even Absolutely. a little they're bit. They're still going to have $10,000 rugs in right. their office. They're still going to have their artwork hanging in their they office. They have stockholders to answer Gold to. Gold toilets. You know. Shit like that. That's the problem. It's right. not It's not that they don't have the money to pay their people. They don't want to pay their people. But here's the thing, and I think Dante and I talked about this once before. If you raise the minimum wage, you are you could do a couple of things here. You might just be raising people's wages who make less than a minimum wage. So you're not raising everybody's wages. Right. Which means the prices don't all go up. They don't go up an equal amount to what the minimum wage Instead went up. of it being the if dollar you, tree, it'll be the two dollar tree. Right. <laughs> you know? it, if you raised if you doubled everybody's wages, yes, the prices of everything would double because that is where Everything starts as labor, okay? If we look at, let's just say, oil. Oil's free. It's in the ground. Theoretically, oil is absolutely free. Right. There's no cost to that oil. But you have to have somebody drill it. Right. You have to pay that person to drill it. Yeah. Where, where'd, they get, where, where'd they get the drill? From right. somebody who made the drill. Right. You know, so you had to pay the person who made the drill. So if we raised prices, or if we doubled everybody's salary, yes, prices would double. Okay, and I'm no economic expert. But if we only raise the people making minimum wage, we only double their wages, and the people who make less, up to 15, that's a smaller percentage increase. So would prices go up? Yes, but they wouldn't double. You see what I mean? Right, yeah. Let's say, let's say I'm just throwing numbers out here. I don't have any actual data. Let's say 25% of the population makes uh, less than minimum wage. And then you double their salary. You wouldn't double everybody's, but let's say you double everybody who makes less than minimum wage. Well, only 25% of people make that. So on, what? Only 25%. There'd only be a 25% increase right. in the cost of goods while these people are making twice as much as they were. So it doesn't quite work gotcha. out to where it's, it's not an equal uh, growth right. comparison. If that made any sense at all. And it might not have. And it's uh, geographical, too. We've talked about that, or you guys did, actually. Mm -hmm. About, you know, it depends on where you live, too. Well, that's that's the other thing. If I and, make... And whether you need $15 an hour right. to get by. That, that's In the, the other city, thing. yes, of course you do. 
if I make $15 an hour, or let's say I make $16 an hour right now, and I, I don't know what I do. I work, I'm a data entry clerk for an office, and the mail clerk makes $8 an hour. Mm-hmm. Let's say they raise that mail clerk's wage to $15 an hour. Now do I still now only make 16 ent- Right. Now you're kind of pissed, right? Right. You're right. kind of disgruntled because you want a raise too. Yes, absolutely. It's human nature. Yes. So do I get a raise? And if so, how much? Do they give me the same percentage they gave them? Because if you did that, if everybody got a raise by the same percentage, okay, if somebody making, we'll make it easier. If somebody makes $10 an hour now and we raise them up to $15, the new minimum wage, and I make $15 an hour, the guy who made less got a one-third pay increase, or I, I guess a 50% pay increase, all right? So they got a 50% pay increase. Do I get a 15% pay increase? Do I go from 15 to 2270? Does everybody get that? Because that would drive prices up right. by that equal percentage, right. too. Or do they just give me five? They gave him five. Do they give me five? So now it's 15 and 20. Instead of 10 and 15, it's 15 and 20. So prices would go up less, but I also I also got less of a raise. Right. So essentially, I am making the same amount of money, but that minimum wage guy does get a boost. Right. What's the point then? What's the point? Where, well, how the complicated? Everything's going to go up. I'm, what I'm taking away from it is how complicated it gets raising that minimum wage. Yes, economics is complete is very complicated. Right. Very complicated because it's based on so many things. So many things. But labor really drives it all. Labor drives everything. So mm-hmm. if you raise the cost of labor, you raise the cost of everything. And you're right You're right to a point about the, the greed. Are we willing to cut into our profit margins? Mm-hmm. If I'm a company, especially small businesses, that's because that's who it hurts the most. We can go and tell Walmart or McDonald's or wherever, General Motors, to quit being greedy. Just cut into your profit margins a little. 5%. Mm-hmm. Cut into them right. 5% or whatever. If you have, when I say 5%, I'm saying if your profit margin is 30%, make it 25 and live with it. You right. Know? But when you talk about small businesses, which we have a lot of here in Bremen, mm-hmm. they're paying their people eight bucks an hour. You make them pay them 15, that's, that's a huge difference. Cause right. They're, they're, their profit right now, not even talking margins, maybe it, maybe they do get a 30 or 40% margin, but their profit, their, what the business owners take home to feed themselves is, let's say, 100000 a year, which is very reasonable for a place around here. Do you want to cut into that person's money? Is that okay? The way I, they'll probably set up some law where uh, certain small businesses, as far as employees, would have to follow that. Yeah, you know, if you have just more like than FMLA, if you have more than like that. Twenty-five if, employees, you have to follow it. Same you know, with insurance, right. insurance, right? If you have few, uh, only a few employees, you don't have to correct cover correct. them with insurance and shit. So we're so we're okay with that. So we're so it's okay. Well, there's an argument out there that does it work? If you does if what it, work? Like the, um, if you're small business, you're exempt. Does it work? Yes, yes. For for example, when I was in high school, minimum wage was five fifteen an hour. I made four fifty an hour because I worked in a restaurant that, and I wasn't a server. I was a dishwasher and a cook and stuff. 
I worked in a restaurant that did not meet the minimum guidelines to have to pay minimum wage. And right. Dante, you were in the same boat too. I'm talking about the mint still. Right. We right. made less than minimum wage when we worked there mm-hmm. because they didn't have to pay minimum wage because they didn't, they were exempt. They didn't meet that minimum requirement to have right. to pay minimum wage. So we can still keep that around. Right. Okay. Okay. That's, that's more feasible. That's more feasible because one of the arguments the I problem, do here. The problem with that, though, is then you, especially if you're going to talk about um, service, the service industry is, you know, how many waitresses do you know that work at these small places that try to support their families on, on you know, $3, $4, $5 an hour? Well, that, And, that, you know, they get like 20 bucks in tips because they have, they've had oh, like yeah. six people come in I think they should get day. minimum wage anyway. Yeah. I think the restaurant yeah. owners, I know it's, you know, restaurant, and local that, restaurants and, and aren't they, pulling in a ton of money. they make them claim their tips and, and is, they so get fucked. So I think you'd make that a good job. You get no insurance. You get nothing like that. So if you, at least if you got the, what what is minimum wage? Seven something? Seven and 725. a half? 7.25. 7.25 an hour plus your tips. It, at least it puts you up to, you know, right. hey, I'm making nine, which isn't right. awesome. Right. But right. if you're in those small restaurants. Yeah. Right. But I mean, if you're making you $20, to- $20 and you're making two fifteen an hour or whatever they pay them, yeah, which, that's fucking ridiculous. Right. No, you're and right. We saw our mother have those kind of paychecks. In the bigger yes. places, it actually. I made 86 bucks on my check. I mean, think about, <laughs> think about how many, um, especially middle-aged women that are waitresses in small places because- the bigger places don't hire them because they're not attractive. In the bigger right, places, right. they want attractive wait, wait staff. Oh, yeah. Well, there's, there's definitely. And so do I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to Hooters to see Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, that actually brings up one of the arguments I hear. If you can't afford to pay it, you shouldn't be in business. What do you think of that argument? If you can't afford to pay a minimum wage, well, to pay no. minimum wage, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be in business. Well, then maybe you just don't hire people. Maybe you just have to work longer hours and deal with it yourself. Yeah, or or family. That's right. where people start hiring family. Okay, so you don't hire people if you can't afford to hire people. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm saying I'm and I'm not saying now at 7.25 an hour. I'm saying if we raise it to 11 or 15 or whatever, that if you can't afford that higher minimum wage, you just shouldn't be in business. I don't know about shouldn't be in business. Yeah, I think that you're not, just going to have to adapt and find a way, I guess. Yes. Just I'm, Cause I'm sure there. That, is that where the, the exempt comes in? Are we saying that? Well, you could be, but if you're just above the exempt threshold. That's okay. the problem with where you put these exempt thresholds is where where do you draw the line? Right. Because if you go, if you do say that you shouldn't, if you can't pay minimum wage, you shouldn't be in business, you're basically saying... You'd be putting a lot of small businesses out of business, and you'd be catering to these larger companies right. who we know can pay. Right. Once right. again, right. Just gotcha. have, you'll have to have employee limits, you know? It's uh, tough. It's, it's tough. It's tough. But they're out there now, like as far as what you were talking about, just not restaurants not having to pay a certain amount because they don't have enough employees, and mm-hmm. you'll just have to fall on them limits. I know? will say for, for most restaurants who do exceed that employee limit, and I don't know what it is, they pay two thirteen an hour to their servers, right? And if their tips do not equal add up to the minimum wage, so that they made minimum right. wage, they have to cover the difference. A lot of a lot of servers don't even know that, but that is law. They have to cover the difference. 
So if you oh, made that's nice. So if you only had six dollars an hour with your wages and tips, they have to make up the other dollar twenty-five. A lot of servers don't know that, so they don't ask for it. So a lot of restaurants get away with not doing that, but that is law and they do have to abide by it. Wow. Wow. Huh. It's good info. Around the median. Politics.